This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Idea to Life podcast. This is the podcast for you if you're getting started selling products or if you'd like to create your own product to sell. I'm Vicky Weinberg, a product creation coach and Amazon expert. Every week I share friendly, practical advice as well as inspirational stories from small businesses. Let's get started. So today on the podcast, I'm speaking to Elle, the e-commerce assistant. So Elle helps people build and grow their online businesses with the power of Shopify to sell more online. She's made it her mission to teach everything she knows about e-commerce to founder-led businesses looking to thrive online. So I invited Elle on specifically to talk about the Shopify 2.0 update, which is something you may or may not have heard about. Um, But we actually ended up covering so much more than that in this chat, which I think is great. So we spoke a lot about Shopify in general, Shopify websites, best practice the kind of things to include and I actually think a lot of the advice Elle shares will translate whichever platform you're on so whether Shopify is a platform you're selling on or even thinking about I do still think this episode is well worth a listen because as I say a lot of the advice she gives is pretty generic and will work anywhere but of course we do talk a lot about Shopify as well um personally I would say if you haven't created an e-commerce site yet and you're looking to Shopify is the one that I have experience of and personally I found it great and that was even before all of these additional features that are talking about that we've talked about today so I definitely think it's worth taking a look um but anyway I would now love to introduce you to Elle and as always if you have any questions about anything we cover in this episode do get in touch with one of us so hi Elle thank you so much for being here thank you for having me Vicky you're so welcome so can we start with you please give an introduction to yourself your business um what you do and who you help Yes, yeah, so I'm Elle. I run the e-commerce assistant. So I help small um, and growing businesses who are selling online predominantly with Shopify and Clavio. But I've got an all-round e-commerce uh, experience. So I've worked with different platforms, different businesses, within businesses, um, and now obviously alongside um, small businesses. And I do that with various different services. But the big thing for me is all about teaching and training small businesses so that and founders particularly so that they can do things themselves. So a lot of my work is now one-to-one training or courses that I'm working on to just give them that power back to be able to go, oh, I, I actually do understand this because there's, there's a lot to learn, obviously, with the online world. Yeah, so mainly small businesses, uh, mainly working with founders and their teams. And yeah, it's great. I love doing it. I love to help be that person that can come in and help and make that difference. Even with small, you know, small things can actually make a big difference. And I just, yeah, I love to do that. That's brilliant. Thank you. So we've got you on here today to talk about Shopify. 
which I'm super excited to talk about. I used Shopify years ago, but I know that it's changed since then. (laughs) So let's start off. This is going to be a really basic question. If anyone who hasn't heard of Shopify, tell us what Shopify is in a nutshell. Okay, so it's a platform for selling online in a nutshell, um, but having your own website. Obviously, there's lots of ways we can sell online with marketplaces. Um, Obviously, you're an Amazon expert, so there's all these different options. But Shopify is the way to get your own website built, I guess. And I think what's so great about it, because you'll probably, if you are just starting out, you've seen lots of different options to kind of create your own website and start selling a product online. The thing with Shopify is that it's, really easy to do it's really built for like doing it yourself um it also has that capacity to grow there are huge businesses using Shopify don't get me wrong and it will grow with you but it's like it's that starting point that is accessible to anyone like excuse me it obviously is a learning curve but you can build your own website with it and start selling like straight away which is amazing for you know all the small businesses out there right now Thank you. And that's actually the exact reason that I chose Shopify all those years ago was from looking around and reading reviews. It just seemed like the easiest one to do myself because I had no money, no experience (laughs) of that kind of thing. And Shopify just looked super. And it was, I mean, even things like setting up payment providers and stuff. I was quite shocked at how, not shocked is the the wrong (laughs) word, so pleasantly surprised at how easy it was. Absolutely. And I think it is that accessible it's not easy like obviously we're going to go through things that um you you don't necessarily know it's not easy as in like oh it's just going to start selling but just that access point I think is really easy there's sometimes some downsides to that but if it's not I find that most people you know if I'm if they just start they log on for the first time they're oh they are pleasantly surprised by all of it that oh it is kind of it's quite simply laid out it's quite obvious what you need to do like you said linking up payments and things like that that can cause us some stress when we're you know running trying to start or run a small business they do make those things really easy for you to do there's lots of support it's really well known you can go and look at other people's Shopify websites obviously like it's just that it's it's really accessible to people and most people don't don't need to then replatform it will literally grow with you that you know if your aim is to grow to like a multinational business it will it will do that for you which is what's so amazing I think about it yeah that is really impressive and I agree with you that it's so easy when I say easy I think easy on the setup side I mean as you say Mm. getting traffic to your website (laughs) is a completely different thing but when so now I work a lot with Amazon and I can tell you if you look at the Amazon platform versus the Shopify platform yeah. it's so much more difficult and you just think Absolutely. a company like Amazon why could they have not done it like Shopify which is just so yeah, user-friendly I, I agree I've had some experience on Amazon myself and yeah it's so different it's so it's like they don't want people to sell on it in a way whereas I feel like obviously they do but I feel like Shopify do they want to help you and they do want to help small business okay they're a huge company obviously there's profit that to be made but I do feel like they want to help those small startup businesses succeed online I feel like that's that's one of their goals obviously they've also got other goals so they, they, they're trying to make it easy however obviously if you don't know where things are and you you know you're you're looking at for the first time that's where I think you can get tripped up which is why I love to do the the training and help people like just break down those barriers that they they do have yeah, that's great. And we'll talk about that a bit, a bit, little bit later, actually. It's like how to actually even get started on Shopify, because <laughs> I'm sure there are some basics that you need to have in mm. place. But so you've convinced us all that Shopify <laughs> is a great place to sell. But I really want to talk about Shopify 2.0 because I'm not to date with yeah. 
anything. And I've heard of Shopify 2.0, but I don't know much about it. So could you start by just telling us what is Shopify 2.0 and what, yeah, what is it? Yeah. Firstly, I don't think Shopify have done a very good job of explaining this to their merchants. And I've said this to a few clients, like there is stuff out there. And if you Google it, you'll see lots of different articles and you'll see things from Shopify, but I don't think they've broken it down in a really clear way um, and also sold the benefits because obviously that's what we want to know. We want to know what it is, but we also want to know the benefits. So I've had to think about how I can most simply explain this. So Shopify 2.0, you're still on Shopify. There's no change. You're not re-platforming. It's not another website. But what it basically is, is the operating system. So just like Apple do updates to the operating system and you have to update your phone, you leave it for a while, it updates. It's kind of similar to that in that it's not going to dramatically change the, the, the logging into Shopify, the dashboard is the same, your products are in the same place, all that is the same. But the, the theme where the design of the website and the functionality of the website is in your theme, that's had like the biggest changes that Shopify kind of have ever made to that operating system within the theme. So they've made things easier. They've made things look better. They've given you more functionality. They've basically made, given you the ability to create a website yourself using a theme still. So using that like, basic structure you're not having to custom you know custom make a site um but you're able to have all these features now that allow you to kind of make it look more custom made so i'm i'll run through quickly just some of the things that includes because i think that makes it more clear for people so on your home page if you're currently using shopify you've got your sections and you're dragging and dropping them you probably remember this vicky um but until shopify 2.0 your product pages and your collection pages and your your about page, for example, they didn't have that. You just had a page and you were using perhaps uh, page builders to do that. Well, Shopify 2.0 now has sections. They call it sections everywhere. There's now those blocks on every page. So suddenly you've got the ability to really customize, especially something like your product page, like really add in all these different bits of content that you probably are seeing on the bigger website. So that's like one of the biggest things. Other things are... um, there's now something called Metafields, which is how we create customized content on things like the product pages so that if you need to put in, show a different weight for every single product, you can actually show that on your product page without using apps, without having to custom code or, or do some funny little workaround, which is kind of what people have been doing. Um, the themes are faster. The themes, the app integrations are easier. They're just a little toggle on most of them now. Um, it's just this amazing like if you start using Shopify now, if we've got people listening that have just started, they've that, they've had all that kind of to begin with. But the people that are perhaps um, have a website that's, you know, two, three, four, five years old and, and older, th- this will feel quite new to them. And, and, and it really is incredible to be able to make such a uh, kind of unique website, but still with those those themes that Shopify um, have available. That's really good. Thank you. So it's, I guess it's about, yeah, changing in a really simplified way about giving you more options for how to, yeah. for how your website looks, because I do remember, yeah. um, like I said, it's been years since I've used Shopify, <laughs> but one thing I remember is I had to download lots of apps for different mm. bits and pieces. So if I wanted reviews showing on a product or even like a star rating, I had yeah. to get an app to add in. I think it was, I had some products with different variations and I'm yeah. almost certain I needed to download an app. I do remember there was quite a lot of, yeah. can I do this? Let's go on Google. Let's find out what app I need. So, and I don't, 
there will still be apps you need like reviews you you still need an app for reviews because obviously that's like another service you can use the shopify app but it's not very good so that there's still some things that i will say yeah you need this app this app this app however you're right in picking up on that that when i've seen uh people update with shopify too but i have helped them do that or i've done it myself for people there's a lot of things yes that are now included that make your apps redundant and obviously reducing down those apps could could be reducing your costs it should speed your website up because all the apps are slowing it down so i have seen that yes the another benefit is potentially the reduction on relying on apps or just having that feature there rather than like you say you having to take that time to go oh you know jump on google and find something that does it it's kind of more intuitive i would say there's more just available natively within the themes that does sound really good and I'm really surprised actually that Shopify haven't been talking more about this so how does it work I mean um is it something you have to update yourself or or overnight did everyone just have this that's the problem I guess Vicky that overnight they haven't just had it and I guess that's where uh maybe there's been a lack of um communication so no you do have to do something so if you're on a paid theme already if you've got a paid theme that you're totally happy with let's say um you just need to update your theme to the latest version now people should be doing that anyway but i find again that's something that perhaps isn't being done that regularly because time constraints the other problem is when you update your theme at the moment but this is changing when you update your theme at the moment from an old theme to the latest version to gain these features you're basically being given that blank theme that you might remember is just like a you've got to add in your fonts your colors all the all the customization that you've already got you're kind of rebuilding um which is a good and a bad thing i guess the bad side is that it's not just a click of a button if only that would be amazing the good thing is it's a good opportunity to actually go what's working on my site and what's not and what features have I always wanted and I've not been able to get and what's what are other brands doing now because the the way that websites look now even from three four five years ago they've just come on so far and a lot of websites I see look really out of date um there's a lot more features now there's a lot there's better ways of doing things we all shop on mobile so much more so actually even though yes you've got to kind of put in that work I guess and and get the latest update from your theme provider and then re sort of design your theme it's a really good opportunity just to actually go well what what works and and maybe I do need to make some changes if you're on a free theme you can update to a new free theme so um, a lot of people are on debut theme on Shopify that's not available anymore so that's now a vintage theme and what that means is there's no, they're not going to make updates on it. There's not going to be eventually any support for it. So it's really, really important if you are on debut, have a look now. (laughs) And I really, really would recommend you updating, even if it's just to the free versions, if you're not ready to invest in a pay theme. Um, Although I would say have a look because the pay themes are so, so good. Um, But debut is like, redundant if you like um so that's worth doing um so the only cost i guess is like your time and if you are going to invest in a new paid theme so yeah it's not easy but it's if you can take that time to do it i it's so 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 beneficial that's really helpful thank you and i do have a few follow-up questions if that's okay yeah so first of all is so how well where should i well once i ask first i guess first thing i ask is how much work do you think so let's say that you're on shopify now maybe you've got a paid theme so you're going to update it to get spotify 
Shopify, <laughs> Shopify 2.0. Yeah. Um, how much work is it to go in and update? As in, what's the basic you can do? What I'm, what I'm basically get, trying to get here, is it an hour? Is it half a day? Is it Oh, I would say... That? I would say if you're just copying like like for like, if you're just like right, I just want to get onto the new thing. I just want to have the new theme like available, if you like, and 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 on site. I it is going to be more like days. I would say maybe just a day if you're doing like for like. But if you're going to actually then use the features, which obviously is what we want people to do. I want people to, um, you know, add in meta fields and have lovely tabs on their product page and all this all this lovely stuff you can do now that's going to take a bit more time. And I guess that's in the the way to kind of speed that up is, I guess, with the planning. So going, what do I want? What do other websites do? What do I like when I shop? How How is my content currently laid out? And how would it be, But you know, how would it look better? The real, the, the time is going to be on the product pages for sure. That's, that's where I'm spending the most time on clients' websites. So if people are doing it themselves, the homepage is going to be fairly similar collection pages maybe a bit of time but it's really going to be the product pages that take the most time so I would say it's a couple of days at least and obviously we've probably got lots of time poor business owners listening so I guess it's just planning that out of when can you kind of set that time aside to do it Uh, but it's not learning a whole new website platform or anything it should feel fairly familiar to you there'll just be a few new things that maybe trip you up (laughs) Okay, now that's helpful. Thank you. And I, I think presumably as well, and we'll talk a little bit later about best practices for websites and your tips on, you know, how to use these new features to really elevate them. But I'm assuming as well that you could, you know, if you are time poor, you could just go and update the new theme, keep it as it is. And then over time, yeah. spend an hour here and there, just absolutely updating. You, could, you could just like move over. And I think especially if people are on an old theme, like debut, like I said, there's a few others. Um, that I can't think of the top of my head but debut so commonly used because it's that one that you get when you well you used to get when you just opened a Shopify store it was the one that was there for you free so a lot of people just start building on that which is fine um, it's fairly basic but that where there's that one is now like a vintage theme I would say that you probably need to spend a little bit of time trying to uh, move to a, a new theme and yet but yeah you're right if you if your time if you have the time just to go, right, I'm going to update, I'm going to make it like for like, sort of copy across all those uh, settings, uh, colours, fonts, you know, all that side of things. Then, yeah, say, well, now I'm going to spend X amount of time a week working on the product pages and enhancing that. That's definitely where I would start. Um, that that would work too. But it's just like, I guess, breaking down. It is a bigger task than I do get people that say, is it just the click of a button? And honestly, I wish it was. <laughs> Uh, it's not but um once you've updated you so where I've got clients already on Shopify 2.0 if there's then a new theme version because your themes will be getting updates all the time where the developers are fixing things improving things adding functionality you now get like a little notification say oh your themes you know there's an update to 8.00 and now once you've got 2.0, the theme does kind of copy everything in it. So you've kind of, it's much, much, much easier to then continually update. So yeah, once you've done the the, the main up, upgrade Shopify 2.0 themes, it does get easier to keep on top of those updates for sure. That's really helpful. Thank you. Because it sounds like if I've, unless I've got this wrong, that when you update, you still do have to manually copy things over. So it's not going to all... Yeah, only like the, only the things within your theme. So 
your products aren't affected, you know, where you've set those all up, your collections, your customer, all that stuff that sits outside of the theme on Shopify. People who use Shopify will know what I mean, you know, on your dashboard, everything that's outside the theme, your pages, that's not being affected. Your SEO, you know, it's just that what's within the theme. So it is just a case of, yeah, maybe copying over your color, your hex code and your font and and the, and the sections that you currently have on your homepage and, and, and picking the right images and, and things. So it takes a bit of time for sure. Thank you. And I've also realized that we've said theme so many times so far. Shall we, if it's okay, <laughs> really quickly explain what a theme is? I think anyone using Shopify will obviously be, yeah. you know, be okay with this. But for someone who perhaps is considering using Shopify, um, could you just explain really simply what the theme yeah. is? So the theme is just the, the template you are using. So Shopify is, um, you can have a custom site built, but the huge majority of people, small businesses especially, are using a theme, which is a template designed design, if you like, of your site. So it's got things set up for you, but then there's loads and loads of settings that you change. So it's a drag and drop editor where you drag and drop the things you'd like to show. And then you've got all the settings where you can obviously customize. So it's your branding, your colors, your fonts, and, and lots more other things. But it's giving you that, I guess, that framework and that template to, to work upon, um, which is why, again, going back to the start, that's why it's great for people just starting out, for small businesses, for people without website design experience, it gives you that framework to build upon. That's brilliant. Thank you. And from what I remember, it was the main differences between themes were maybe where the, the way the menu worked or how big the homepage picture was. Um, yeah. It was more of a style thing, wasn't it? Yeah, there is definitely, I mean, there's so many themes. This is something that people often say to me, what theme do I pick? You know, there's like, 90 something if I remember rightly in the Shopify theme store which is where I would suggest you look um some being free and some being paid yes there'll definitely be that like look and feel that you kind of are drawn to there's also the the features and the functionality that I think people often miss so some themes this is just one tiny example some themes will have a when you add to cart they'll show um you need to spend x amount to get your free delivery you know when you've got a 50 pound free delivery spend. Yeah. some themes have that some themes don't so it's actually like yes look at the design and the look and feel and and the blocks and the sections and and if it if you resonate with that and you like that but also it's really important to just have that like list of i guess features you'd like um most themes are similar now there's some amazing themes out there but it's just in, if you really need something, some sort of functionality, e-commerce functionality, it's worth just making sure the theme, yeah, it looks beautiful. But does it kind of do the job? Because some look really nice and they're kind of, they do lack on the functionality. So it, it, that can trip you up as well a little bit. Um, but yeah, all, they are all great. On the Shopify theme store, there, there's some really great themes. That's where if people are having a look now, that's where I would go. Amazing. Thank you. And I'm not going to ask you to pick out a favorite theme because I know that will be different for everyone. But what might be useful actually is, are there any features that you would say, make sure your theme has this? Are there, are there any, um, I don't know, any key things where, you're, where you say, if you're starting from scratch and you're looking for a theme, check that it does these things? Oh, that's such a tricky question. You're right. It does depend on the brand. I've definitely got themes I work with more. I don't work with some, some people work with the same theme across all sites, which is fine. That's their choice. But I have, obviously I could never, no one could ever learn to use all like the features of every single theme. So I guess most people like me probably have a select few that they will sort of look at for a client and see, does that work? In terms of features I look for, I think it's it's really hard because sometimes you've got it you might like the look but you've kind of got to demo it to see what 
options you've got because sometimes it's that they don't have the option to give you like on your navigation you just said that as an example your navigation menu like has it got the option to have a left-hand logo and then and then the menu in the middle and or has it got the option to have the logo central and the menu below it like some themes have give you lots of options to do that so you can kind of make it fit with your brand and what you're after and then other themes don't have that option and then you're you think, oh, I really want to have that left justified logo, which is so common now, and your theme doesn't allow it or it doesn't look quite right. So it's it's kind of little things like that that I've come across where I might talk to someone and say, oh, you should do this, like, like we've just said, the logo. And they're like, oh, well, I can't do that on my theme. So I don't think there's like key. I think it's making sure it's got enough sales features is a big one. And by that, I mean ways to enhance going back to product pages ways to enhance your product page with here's the free delivery threshold and these our products are made of organic cotton and like all these sales points that you kind of need to make sure um are throughout the site some themes do that better um but it's a really it's a really tricky one to pinpoint exact um features they are all really good now a lot of them have come on a long way especially with shopify 2.0 um so yeah, sorry, that's not the best answer. No, it was a really good answer. Thank <laughs> you. And I picked up on there that you're talking about demoing. Can you demo a theme before you go ahead and purchase yeah. it? So let's say you're going to look, you're looking at a paid one. Yeah. So um, you can build the whole theme pretty much. So you can demo. What I always say to do is demo, find the ones you like the look and feel of, then demo them. So yeah, you just literally click demo. It will upload it to your your theme uh, list on Shopify. And you can, like I say, play around with those settings, go and see what the navigation looks like, see what blocks you've got on the homepage. Um, you can literally kind of build the whole theme, design it, add your colors, add in your content. Um, there's a few things you can't do. You can't access the code until you buy it. If you need to make any changes to that and you can't access the language, which is where you change things like add to cart button, you change it to add to bag or add to basket. But the look and feel, you can really make a good go of just with the demo um, and be and it means you can be really sure that it's the right one for you, which I think is really important. So, yeah, just definitely demo something. Don't demo too many because <laughs> it could be really overwhelming. But I two or three probably would be a good idea. That's so helpful. Thank you. And also coming back to the themes and what you mentioned, free themes and paid themes, I, I know that. Uh, I know you won't be give, I was give us a second, but as a ballpark, what kind of cost are you looking at for a paid theme? Um, about three under three hundred and fifty dollars, but it's it's just once you just pay. Oh, once. okay, so it's yeah. not a monthly thing. Oh, that's no. really helpful. So it's actually in the grand scheme of things, where you're paying for Shopify monthly, you know, you want to sell on your website three hundred three hundred fifty dollars ish one off and then you get updates you can keep updating it as the developers add more features you've got the theme support from them as well i think it's i think it's worth even if budgets are tight just seeing if you can stretch to it because most people eventually move anyway to a paid theme because they realize oh, i can't do this on the free theme that's the difference with the free themes they have less functionality and the design features are aren't as good so um i think it's really reasonable yeah, that's that's better than I was expecting because I thought you were going to say it's I don't know fifteen dollars a month forever or something like no, that. No, just one off. That's really good. Okay, so and it sounds like a free theme is okay if you don't want to pay for a paid one first of all. So it would get you started. But yeah. it sounds like what you're saying though is if you can invest in a paid theme, it's probably good because otherwise, I guess if a year down the line you're like, okay, I want to update to a paid yeah. one, it sounds like there's going to be a bit of work involved in that. Exactly. You're going to like rebuild the design of the site. So um 
if you can invest at the start, you don't have to. The free themes, there is some great ones now because you've got this ability to add all these sections in on all the pages. They're definitely better than they were. Um, and they can they can look. I find that the free themes, I mean, I can tell that someone's theme normally just going on someone's website, but that's because obviously I look at themes all the time. I find that the free themes do look just look a bit more basic. They don't look as professional. Um, they're harder to even if you add in all your branding, they kind of still look like a like a template. And what we want, we want to be able to use templates and th themes that are templates, but we want the end goal, the website to look like almost professionally designed, don't we? That's that's the that's the dream DIY website. So the free themes, I just think it's much harder to get to that end goal of like it looking very professional. That makes sense. And I know what you mean, actually. I obviously look at a lot of people's yeah. websites as well. And I can definitely tell when a website is using a free theme from whether it's Shopify or somewhere somewhere else. You, there is a different look about it and it's mm. fine. It's absolutely functional. Um, but you're right. I, you know, you can go on some websites and if it wasn't for that tiny little Shopify logo in the bottom corner, wherever it is, you wouldn't yeah. actually exactly. realise think... it wasn't custom. It means that a lot, and you've probably seen this as well, then it means that uh, a lot of websites look the same. So if, and that's what we, you don't really want to look like someone else's website. I just think it's harder to like get your, unless you've got a very strong brand, but that's normally not the case when you're starting out or you're small. So it just means a lot of websites are looking exactly the same. And and yeah, we don't want that. We want our websites to be us, don't we? Our brand and really, really shine uh, through. And I just think the yeah, some of those free ones, it's just like carbon copies of each other. I think it's possibly because they give very little options to yeah. show your brand. So I look at quite a lot where they have a logo at the top. But other than that, once you start scrolling, it's it's very similar to other websites. So maybe a, a products page where you're scrolling through a grid of products. Yeah. yeah. But it's the text and everything is very um, generic. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But by the way, but I, I think you're right that it's harder to kind of, I've definitely been on websites before. And then if you'd asked me half an hour later what the site was or what the brand was called, I'd really be racking my brains yeah. because I'd just be trying to think back to that little logo yeah. the top or whatever it was. And I think that's where sometimes where we said at the very beginning, Shopify is easy, Shopify is accessible. That's where I think sometimes that's a negative because the theme, let's say you've got the, the free theme and it's there for you and you just pop in your logo. Like you said, you pop in those basic bits of information, but you don't really do much else. And sometimes there is features there that you can change, but you don't. It's almost like you just use the basic template that you're given and you're not then being prompted because no one's telling you to do more. It's maybe it's almost too easy sometimes and too accessible. So it can just be like a reminder to go to give your website that like brand, that life to it, whether that's with copy, images, branding, content, you know, it, and just sometimes if you, even if you're not told to change something, just go and make sure you've, you know, had a look at it. Like the font, I see lots of websites with the theme font, if you know what I mean, like the font that comes with the theme. And I'm like, why haven't you changed it to your font? Like that's such an easy change. So yeah, just having, I always tell people just to look, even though there's tons and tons and tons of settings, just have a look through them. And if you understand them and you you feel comfortable, like just think about how you can change those things to be more you. It's got to be you. That website's got to show your brand. 
Thank you. And Font, um, you said then was a great example. What are the like handful of things, if you wanted to give people, make this really actionable, what are the handful of things you would say, as well as Font, yeah. people could go and change in their settings today just to help personalize yeah. their site a bit? Font, I've been seeing a lot recently. I'm not sure why. So Font, definitely go and look at the Font. Um, but and make sure it's if you don't have a brand font, maybe or your brand font is um, not available, you want to use a font that's available within Shopify, that's easy to read, that's that's a sans serif font. So just no flourishes to it, really easy to read and big enough. A lot of websites, their font is not big enough to read. Um, you're looking at 17 point at least to sit to be able to read it. It seems huge, but it is it's what we need. So having a look at that. Um, colors definitely colors as well um, and this is probably where some of the free themes there's less choice to sort of change like you like you picked up on so change what you can but make sure if you've only got one brand color you you do need more than one because otherwise there's not going to be that differentiation between like your buttons and a background or a or a block that you design so um have a think about that um what else would i change Things like the navigation, how that layout is um, and your menu, making that like don't just leave the menu as Shopify gives you this really horrible example menu where it's got like catalog and about or something on the top. And obviously that's not a shop menu. We want a nice, uh, easy to follow menu with what you sell along the top um, and your footer menu as well. I, I always see footer me- footers are just haven't really been thought about and your footer is quite important. A lot of people will go there for that um extra bit of information um what else would i just have a look at in the settings things like your social media um links just make sure you've popped them in so that you're showing that on site to make sure that you know you're you're showing that you are a brand on social media and you've got this following and um sometimes that's missed um and linking to your email newsletter definitely like a lot of people i think just forget to kind of personalize that bit it's got that generic text in it's just like sign up for news and just giving that a bit of personality telling people what they're going to get from you um little things like that and little things make a big difference for sure that's brilliant thank you I'm sure people will be frantically writing all those down. <laughs> these are really, these are really useful. And I'm with you when you said social media that popped into my head because I've seen a few sites like where you click on the Instagram button and there's just it goes nowhere. Yeah. Um, or it goes to like the somewhere. website builders Instagram. Yeah. Sometimes like Shopify or, or Woo, whoever you're with, might put in their social, and then you think, oh gosh, yeah, just checking all those those links. Checking links is a really good one, but I think that language is quite key as well. That like that you picked up on as well like it's that generic language that's just there like Shopify use something called featured collections as one of their headings and that doesn't mean anything to anyone um it's just what Shopify call it so it's like just looking when you're using those blocks just set looking okay well what does it what's the words and what would I say about you know this featured collection for example um that can make a real difference I actually found collections really tricky to get my head around when I started on Shopify (laughs) I think it it and I think it is because of and I think it is because of the language because yeah. it's it's obviously it, it's clear now to me what what a collection is um but I think the language around it made it seem like something more not as straightforward as yeah. it was yeah and obviously it's just a, it's just a category I don't know why they call it collections there are some funny things and funny quirks in Shopify for sure where it's like some weird terminology that doesn't really make sense to you and I think that's why it's so key so I look at those bits that they've kind of popped in because it is a templated website builder 
you've got to go and look, well, how, what are they calling this? And even add to cart, like I picked up on earlier, like that's very American to say add to cart. We generally are, you know, English websites generally say add to bag, add to basket. Um, and I just little, little things like that to the language that can make a real big difference for your website. That's so helpful. Thank you. So while we're getting all this great advice from you, let's keep keep going. So we're getting some <laughs> fantastic tips here. Um, so what other best practices would you say there are for Shopify websites? How can we make sure that the customers coming to our sites are having a really great user experience, whether that's, I mean, you covered so much already, Al, I know, but is, is there anything else that you think we should have or do to just, to just make our websites like really you know, pleasant and easy to buy from. Yeah, I think that's, I think having just that in the back of your mind when you're uh, building it or rebuilding it is just so key. So like always thinking, what does the customer want? It's really hard to do sometimes because you're thinking about you getting your brand across your products and you know them so well, but actually it's just always thinking the other way of what does a customer want and need to see? I think the biggest thing I see is that, um, messaging needs to be repeated so what i mean by that is if you've most people have a headline above their logo on the on most pages so that normally says free delivery over 50 pounds or something like that some sort of key message across the site or it might be a promotion you're currently running or last mother's day orders are next week that sometimes that message is so important whether it's a seasonal promotion or the free delivery but it's literally just once it's just in that headline and I think we have, we often think, oh, I can't keep repeating myself. I can't keep saying, you know, I've got this promotion on cards, they're four for three or whatever. But actually, we, as consumers, we we don't see everything going on, do we? We're not like, we cannot possibly take in all that content that you've got on your homepage, your collection page, your product page. So I think, yes, thinking about what does that customer want to see, but also remembering that, they might land straight on your product page. So something you've mentioned on your homepage, some amazing promotion or something about you as a brand that's a really key, um, like the prop proposition statement about you and what makes you different. Well, they might not have entered on the homepage. They might have entered on a product page. So I think it's about having that uh, brand explanation and who you are across the whole site, but also remembering you're selling things. So any sales message, anything, whether it's free delivery, whether it's a promotion, whether it's that everything comes gift wrap, whether it's that everything's um, your eco-friendly messaging, like all these things that we see on other sites, like get that across and get it across absolutely everywhere, especially if it's something that is directly going to help like an average order value. Um, like if you run a promotion and you want people to buy that, if you need people to start buying two products rather than one, you're trying to up that average order value you know, what are you doing? Where are you mentioning that? Is it mentioned on the car? Is it mentioned on the checkout? And I mean, that's so much easier said than done. <laughs> but I think if you just keep that in your mind, um, that you will never say it too much, never think like you're overdoing it, because we just don't all see everything. We're only seeing like tiny little snapshots. And we're spending such a little amount of time on each page, that you need to repeat those really key messages. That's so helpful. Thank you. And I completely agree because especially if you're coming to a website from say Google shopping, yeah. let's say often it will take you directly to the product page. Yeah. And then sometimes you have to then go to find the about page or the delivery policy or whatever it is yes. to find that information you want. And I'll be honest, that's like a, something that I find a bit annoying if I find something, but there's something I want to know whether it's, yeah, 
delivery costs or or anything really and yeah. you have to go trawling the site whereas and I think it's a bit of a barrier because more than once you get I've ended up getting distracted and I've yeah. just Left. forgot forgotten yeah, yeah. you know checks out or whatever whereas I think if everything's on your product page yeah I can totally see how that's really helpful because you want to make it as easy as possible for people to buy from you don't you and what you really don't want is them to have to go from your product page somewhere else yeah um because you've kind of lost their attention a little you, bit yeah you don't want them to leave the product page for one like we don't want to be sending them elsewhere and also we want to help them so sometimes I think there's this mindset of oh I don't want to sell too much I want to become salesy I don't want to be pushy it's like no you're helping like like you just said oh I need to know if I'm going to get this by x day I need to know how much delivery costs I need to know the weight because it's going aboard I need to know the length of the necklace because you know all these little things everybody kind of shops in a different way so we need someone will just see the picture and click add to cart they'll always be that customer and they're amazing but there's also lots and lots of other customers that need to see the reviews, that need to see the dimensions, that need to like learn more um, or, or just learn about your want to learn about your brand and know that you're there's also that trust element, isn't there? That know that you're a genuine person selling things. There's a lot of uh, mistrust still on the Internet. So, yeah, definitely. It's kind of like information overload. But honestly, I don't think you can ever do too much information. I agree I think that you want I mean one of my the things I really dislike when I'm shopping myself is if I go to a products page and there's two lines of text yeah and one picture because (laughs) I'm like no no because I would much rather buy from the person who gives me all the stuff that I need and that's what that works everywhere you know that applies on Amazon Etsy yeah people's websites um that is just uh, e-commerce yeah I think some big brands can get away with that I will say that if you are you know looking at other websites and that includes big brands which you should definitely use for inspiration you might go well they don't have to talk about you know John Lewis doesn't have to say who John Lewis is but it's like yeah but they're John Lewis they don't have to do that part so you will potentially see some larger brands maybe not one image they'll usually have more images because they got more budget for that but with like less copy but like they they might not have to <laughs> sell it as hard. But yeah, I think if it, most people now, there is a, there's all that detail. There's that like sales pitch, there's detail, there's images, there's customer reviews, there's about the brand. There's there's a lot of stuff and that's just your product page. I mean, there's obviously the rest of the site, but um, information, yeah, give them the information they need. And I think you're right that have some brands can do it differently and I think it also some products so for example I think with clothing yeah. you don't necessarily need two paragraphs of a description you might want to know no. the, the dimensions and the fabric and maybe yeah. washing you, you need to know what you need to know yeah. but you don't need a uh, two paragraphs about this will look great no, with but, this type of shoes or whatever necessarily no, no but you'd need like a size guide wouldn't you like yeah. you all want to know and the thing at the minute I'm seeing with clothing is I when I see the images, whether it's photo shoot images or they're using user generated image content that customers have sent in, I just want to know what size that person's wearing, because that I can then I'm I'm really struggle with like a size guide that's just dimensions. Like I can't contextualize that. But if they say the model is five foot seven, which I am, and wearing a size twelve, I'm like, oh okay, well she looks. I feel like that will fit me. Um, so that those it's it is a there's these generic things that everyone can do. We've covered delivery is obviously one of them, but then, yeah, it's definitely depends on what you sell, the the content that will really help. And just thinking of it as help rather than selling, I think that helps reframe it and reframe what you're doing on, on your website. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that was funny enough was the exact example I was going to give. I can't remember <laughs> what website it is where they often have the same dress, say, and they'll have a few different ladies wearing yeah, it. And they'll I, say, Rachel is five foot seven and a size 12. Yeah. Tina is five foot and a size 16. And I think it's just so helpful. It's and I know so that helpful. that's not possible for everyone because that's a lot. But I think even if you just have one model and you say, this is how tall they are because that for me it's I'm five seven as well and I know oh. that's not super tall no but things are short on us right yeah so yeah <laughs> We're getting, I, think, okay. I think yeah exactly and it just helps it it means you're thinking of your customer again it's putting yourself in your customer's mind of like what do I want to know what will make me buy this um some people it will be the fabric content some people it's obviously fit is hugely important with any clothing but um those details can makes such a difference and it's interesting that you've noticed it too because yeah I think people after listening will go on clothing sites now and see that happening a lot more and I think it's all and it's all good isn't it and there's definitely seems to be I don't know if this is a I don't know if trends the right, right word but I don't know whether you're seeing this out but I'm definitely seeing more information appearing yeah. on product pages in definitely. general absolutely I think it's because well, like we've just been talking, I think Shopify, for example, have made that a lot easier to do with Shopify 2.0, like tabs are now so easy to build and making sure the right, right information, you don't have to have generic information in your tabs, you can have product specific information. Um, it a tre- It's not a trend in that it's going to go, but it is definitely yeah. a trend. Um, it's the way websites are going, uh, product based websites, because it's breaking down those big, long bits of copy that we used to see into that manageable um manageable like chunks and also means that if you want to see something as a customer you can go and look straight away you can go straight to the fit guide if you're a repeat customer and you know what size you are you don't need to see that but you might want to see like other things so it is yeah it's definitely you will everyone will go and see it a lot more now now that we spoke about it and this question has only just occurred to me so it might be that you you have to think about it or you say actually I can't think of anyone but are there any websites that you would say are really good examples of how to do product pages well whether it's big brands small brands and I'm sorry because I've literally just sprung that on you (laughs) but I'm just thinking it might be good I've got a list I've got a list don't worry because I because I'm currently like building a, a course I've been doing all this research of like giving people inspiration because I feel like even though it's all out there on the internet, right? There's all these websites, small or big, like you say, uh, I think we forget just to go and look at them and like not copy. It's not about copying. It's about taking inspiration and seeing what's working. So um, an example I use all the time is Beauty Pie. Um, their product pages are so good. They're so, they obviously need, they're selling beauty online. Like that's one of the hardest things to sell. You can't smell it, try it you know, you can't even return it that so they are, they have to provide so much information about their products. Um, That's one I would look at. And another product page example. Oh, I like there's a clothing brand called passenger that I shop with. Um, They're like an eco um, organic cotton sort of brand, they have really lovely product pages, and they do the fit thing, they do the model with the fit. And that really helps me um, and I just think they've got a nice layout, but they keep it very on brand. So there's two examples for you. <laughs> that's brilliant. Thank you. And as soon as we're done here, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, going. go shopping. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I love to see examples of things done really, really well. And as you say, it's not about copying. It's just seeing, mm. I think it's more about features, isn't it? What yes. features have they got or what kind of information are they sharing? Because I do know, you know, from my own experience that when you set up, particularly your first e-commerce web, website, it's like that black, it's that blank page thing, isn't it? It's like, yeah. what do I need to put on my product pages? I don't know what. And it, 
and it's I not going to even though we've talked about the theme that is a template and it's kind of got the bare bones there for you the product page specifically isn't going to have everything you need there that's not going to be there that's going to be you're going to have to look what things you can add what um sales points they call them on Shopify so like the fit guide like the um reviews things like that and then also the section so you're gonna have to actually actively do that so you are going to get a bit of blank page yeah I don't know what to do but but what I found with Shopify 2.0 is that if you see something on a big website so there's two big brands I've kind of given you examples for there's a lot of stuff you can now do yourself on Shopify that you'll have seen on a big website and I think that's just that's the key thing that you it is doable now that's really good thank you so I guess if you're listening and you're thinking oh I don't know where to start have a look at these big brands <laughs> yeah. ones that Elle suggested a good starting point and then just almost list out like what yeah. you'd want on your site and it sounds like with Shopify 2.0 at least it should all be doable Pretty even much, if it's yeah. even if it's a bit of tweaking because I do know from Shopify yeah. there is sometimes there is the odd app you need or you might yeah, tweak something but in, it sounds like it's all yeah I mean people come to me and say oh can we do this and it's the answer is usually yes we can do anything it's just yeah like you say finding that way is it is it within the theme do you need a paid theme do you need an app do you need a a custom development you need code there's always a way we're just gonna what I tend to do is find the easiest cheapest way that somebody can then maintain it themselves as well so it's got to be easy for you to like update if it's an app it's got to be easy for you to use um there's always a way to do things so I think take going onto those sites taking that inspiration seeing what fits with your brand what do you need what are the other clothing brands doing right now um or the other beauty brands whatever you sell um is a really beneficial exercise thank you and I I think you're right and we haven't even touched on the fact that you can do pretty much anything with on Shopify with code but I think we will leave that there just just know that <laughs> yeah. you can but I think for 99% <clears throat> of us that probably it's, I don't think be needed. yeah absolutely I agree I don't I I think people think they need code because we hear about code websites code but Shopify is built to make kind of not you don't really need to do that but you can if there's something you need to um hard code in you will be able to do that you probably want to get a professional to do that but um most apps and themes are doing a lot of the work for you now that's great thank you and then let's um a few more questions before we finish up what what would be good to know is especially if you have Shopify by 2.0 what are some things you can do to elevate your website so we've spoken about a lot about some of the basic things but what are things we could do let's say that we're on Shopify and you know lovely site all on brand are there anything is there anything additional we can do now to just bring it up a level I think um I'm gonna focus on the product pages again because that's gem that and collection pages normally people's home pages are fairly decent like you said if they're at that level of like they've kind of applied their brand and they've got that good look and feel I think it's then like enhancing things so where you might have uh four to five lovely product images which are a mix of uh studio-based shots like blank product shots and then uh, lifestyle shots that's when you might go I need I need people wearing clothes or using um the the products so I think like it's looking at things like that where you can go oh I've done this well but how can I make it better so images is a big one because most sites I see don't have images of they have lots of professional images perhaps they're at that stage but they don't have the sort of user-generated content, the real-life images. 
and they can be so beneficial um, because seeing any product in real life really, really helps. Um, and things like reviews as well. Okay, most if we're talking about most sites that have got to that level of um, good, a good website, it's still worth looking at reviews and how you're using them on the product page and how easy they are for people to see how they're curated, whether they've got images supplied. Um, what else would I do to elevate? Oh, that's a tricky one. Um, it would be things like looking at the content. And what I find is even if a website has, is doing really well, they've, you know, they've, they've got a beautiful website, they're selling really well. What, it's normally the case is that the content still isn't screaming their brand, to be honest. They might have a really great product that is selling really well. And they've got this engaged community to sell to. But often they're kind of forgetting that some people will hit the site as a total newbie and they're not really getting across all the benefits of the brand, um, the things they do that are great, the things about them that are great. And I, I guess that's just because we don't like to sort of sing about ourselves so much. So usually adding in you know founder stories a lot of my clients don't talk about themselves it's not that they don't want to necessarily it's kind of like they don't think they need to but and you don't need to but having that like connect human connection and I think that's the same with you know having those images from customers and things it's it's bringing that human connection onto the site um and of course you've always got to think about like great customer service I'm big advocate for great customer service and that does start on something like your product page like what information are you giving them and then what service are you providing if they need help before they order like with sizing um or help with if you sell gifts like do are you providing like a gift um like a service to help them pick the right gift and have the gift sent to someone gift notes all this stuff so I think it's like those little things that customer service side can make a huge difference as well that's really helpful. Thank you. And I hadn't thought about that, that the customer service kind of starts before yeah. someone even buys from you. Definitely. That's really, and I guess it even starts just by having a lot of the information people need, well, all the information people need on the page, even. I guess that's also a really good starting point because that probably even reduces some of that customer exactly. service. Oh, absolutely. Aspect. Like it's almost like, if you look on sites now you'll find that like they have less FAQ pages than they used to. So an FAQ page used to be like a bit of a must. I find that less and less sites have them now because they're kind of giving you all that or access to all that on like a product page. And there'll be things in the footer, of course, as well, because that's where we provide that information. But even just building that trust on your website is kind of a, it's not very like a tangible thing. I, you know, it's a really hard one to pin down what that is specifically. Um, that's that along with the customer service and being that friendly, you know, a person available to help that's difficult to do but that can really that's that elevation I think that's really helpful thank you so I have one final question before we finish out I think we could talk about this for a long time actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my final question is what is your number one piece of advice for having a great e-commerce e-commerce website one piece of oh my goodness this is the thing I really I really struggle with because I'm like I just want to say everything uh one piece of advice I think it's um I think it's applying your brand and you to it because I think that's what I've seen where we're talking about small startup or growing small businesses that maybe DIY on Shopify. I think it's just ensuring that you have applied your brand and you to that website, that it is, it looks less templatey and more you and your brand. And that it's not just font and color. Obviously we've picked up on those, but it is more than that. Um, and obviously looking at it 
from the customer's perspective and looking at it with fresh eyes is almost impossible, but really just try and um, do that or get someone else to do it. If you can't, if you're like, I just, I've gone blind to it, get someone, you know, just to look at it and give you that feedback. Don't like, don't, don't be upset by it because a website is not static. You have to continually work on it. You cannot just build a website and leave it. Unfortunately, it's got to have those continual updates and optimizations. So to get that feedback, if you can, or feedback from customers, whoever you've got, and then and then apply those changes and and yeah, bringing that brand out, I think super. That's my one thing. That was like three things. <laughs> uh, that was really helpful. Thank you. I, I think that was a hard question because it sounds like there's not just one no, thing you need to do. I think that's the point. Um, it's not one thing. Do this, and you've got a successful, you know, e-commerce website. Obviously, the product matters. You know, we we've not even talked about that because that's not what I generally deal in. But um, it's so. I think if I just think of the website, it's so many little things all added up that create this experience. But I think also thinking like that does make it more manageable, hopefully, for people, so that they can say, "Well, I'm gonna. I haven't got reviews yet. I'm just gonna focus on. I'm gonna add reviews. I'm gonna start asking for reviews. That's one thing done, and then move to the next because you just can't tackle the whole thing at once sometimes." That's so helpful. Thank you so much, Elle. That's okay. Thank you so much for listening right to the end of this episode. Do remember that you can get the full back catalogue and lots of free resources on my website, vickyweinberg.com. Please do remember to rate and review this episode if you've enjoyed it and also share it with a friend who you think might find it useful. Thank you again and see you next week. If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.